Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Hey Kieran, the songs of the carolers made the Grinch's heart grow three times that day. And Merry Christmas. Uh Oh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So Christmas, when this episode comes out, was two days ago. So I hope everyone had a nice Christmas. Hope you got exactly what you wanted. Saw the family, relaxed, ate a lot of food, had a nap. That's what Christmas is about, And Maddie D's spoiler was very blatant. So I hope none of you out there are excited (laughs) to see The Grinch. I don't know why you would be, but yeah, he's... That's right. There's a movie coming out, isn't there? No, it already came out. Oh, it did? It came out last year. We didn't cover that one. No, we did not because we weren't doing the show then. (laughs) And we wouldn't have done it either way because it was a direct adaptation. Yeah, And we don't do direct adaptations unless we happen to be talking about certain comic book adaptations or movie versions of comic books, such as the movie that we're talking about this week, That's right. Bloodshot. That's right. Uh, a superhero I didn't know about, did you? No, I knew nothing about Bloodshot until this morning when I started doing research right. for the show. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. Um, and he's from Valiant Comics, Yeah, he's is that Valiant right? Comics, mm. which I've never heard of either. Yeah, I think they're, a, well, they're not DC and they're not Marvel, so yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they're one of those side labels. Yeah, that's right. That probably have a few decent characters under their belt, Mm. but none that I can say that I've heard of. I'm not a big comic book guy, as we know, so I'm not really familiar with any of them outside of, say, Dark Horse or DC or DC Vertigo or Marvel. Yeah. Because I guess they're the only ones that get movies. Yeah, I didn't know anything about this character, so this is going to be an interesting show for me. By the way, before we continue talking about Bloodshot, one of the movies that we predicted in the past, and Maddie D is going to be very excited to hear this. I'm so excited about it. Is currently in the cinemas. So, Spies in Disguise, by the time you hear this, will be in cinemas, I think, for everybody. So, straight after this show, we got to go and yeah. buy a ticket to see how we nailed that plot, I think. I think I'm sure one of us well, did. One of us did. One of us did. I'm pretty confident it's me. Because typically what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for a movie, and then we try and predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. So, we go away and each come up with our own plots. But this this week, we're actually teaming up to do a plot. We this are. is something we do once in a blue moon, maybe once a month or even more so. That's right. We find that um, we're half right whenever we do it separately. Yeah. So maybe when we combine, maybe well, we get Well, if we get last week's show was anything to go <laughs> yeah, by. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I wouldn't be that confident with it. But mind you, benefit of the doubt, when we teamed up for the first time to do Avengers Endgame, that was our very first team up. So we were only relatively green. And that was a hard movie to predict because there was no information. Unlike this movie, which seems to be giving a lot of information out. Yeah, exactly. Well, obviously you and I have no history with the character Bloodshot. No. But what do you know about this movie so far? And what do we know about the comic book character? So so what we know just based on the trailer is it seems to be a a classic old story about a man who's a Marine. A former Marine. A former Marine, that's right. Maybe. Who kind of goes down the RoboCop. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, maybe. This is RoboCop. Yeah, and um, well, you know, it's a a story that's as old as, you know. As old as Chris Kringle himself. (laughs) That's right. That's right, where, you know, a good guy gets powers and is being used by, it's very Wolverine-esque as well. They, you know, he's got these powers and he's serving this corporation and maybe so everything is not all it seems. is basically Wolverine meets Robocop. Yeah. He's a yeah. former military person, we can presume. That is, if they're telling the truth there. Well, yeah, based on what I've seen, I think that might not be true. He is rebuilt by the man yep. and then sent out to the guy. get rid of bad guys. Again, we're presuming they could be good guys. They could be bad guys. Who we knows? don't know how shady this corporation is, Who except knows? we can presume it's pretty Who shady. Knows? Now, I don't want to offend anyone because I don't know anything about the comic, but I thought that this character was like taken by like Japanese. He might people, be. I thought. I thought that was. I where know 
know the was... character himself wasn't Japanese. No, the character wasn't. But they might be going for a more modern Maybe. aesthetic yeah. where the Japanese aren't like tech giants right. like they are in real life. Yeah, right. Oh, by I the know. way, we should probably point out as well that Bloodshot's superhuman healing factor doesn't come from an X gene. It comes from nanobots. So yeah. his bloodstream is entirely made up with little red nanobots. Yeah, which is a smart idea. We haven't seen that before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> An entirely unique idea. So unique. They of kind course. of painted in this trailer to be like, oh, look how new and interesting. It's nanobots. It's like, yeah, yeah we've seen this before. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's like the stock standard magic technology of this day and age. I'm pretty sure they even did it in Hobbs and Shaw. I'm pretty they sure the did. virus was nanobots, if they I'm not mistaken. Did. That's right. That's right. That's another episode but we did a few. Do you remember Secret Agent Cody Banks? Mm. Where there yeah. was like a deadly virus as well that they had that it was nanobots that they smuggled in ice cubes that they drop in people's drinks. <laughs> and then the nanobots would dehydrate them once they drank so, the... So there we go. Bloodshot's just like a, a reboot of Agent Cody Banks. Yeah, exactly. We shouldn't be covering it then because I've seen <laughs> Secret Agent Cody Banks. But no, Iron Man had a suit that was made of nanobots. Spider-Man now has a suit that's made of nanobots. So it's a very old idea. Uh, it's been done before, but you know who knows? Maybe they'll bring something new to the table in Bloodshot. Yeah, Vin maybe. Diesel's Bloodshot. You know, we, nothing I've seen so far suggests that, but you know, we, we could, could be, be surprised. We could be eating our words here. That this could be the movie of uh, 2020. Yeah. So we haven't quite yet got to the crux of the movie. This is something that I'm very surprised that they actually showed in the trailer because it seems like a pretty major twist. Yes. But there must be an even bigger major twist going on because the main thing that they show in the trailer is that he is being manipulated. Bloodshot himself is being manipulated by the corporation. Mm. So they're implanting false memories into his head. So we don't know if he even was a Marine. We don't know if he had a life outside of being created on the doctor's table. Yeah. Because they show in the trailer that they're actually falsifying his memory. So he goes out and kills exactly who they want him to kill without him feeling guilty about it, without him yeah. being conscious of so, it. So his memory is... Memories. <laughs> that annoying song. He's he's with his family, his wife. I don't know if he has a child in this memory. I'm not, I didn't see that. In this memory? But in this movie? In this movie, yeah. yeah. Well, in the memory is what I'm talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But um, his wife in every memory that he has gets shot by somebody and they just replace the face of who shoots her with the person that they want to target. So if I was bloodshot and I was having a dream about my make-believe wife that died, they would implant Kieran's face oh, on really? the killer. And then Am I'd, I your wife? And then I'd wake up. No, you, you're the killer. And then I'd wake oh, okay, up and I'd yeah, be like, okay. I need to kill Kieran for revenge. And yeah, then I'd okay. you know, kill Kieran. I'm glad I'm not your wife. But yeah, I'm, I'm being <laughs> oh, killed come on, instead. Come on, I'd be great for <laughs> okay. you. I'd be good to you. What are you talking about? We All may right. as well be we, like we husband and wife. We discuss this off <laughs> You always fight in public. Now, I didn't actually do any research on the comic at all beyond looking at, you know, who published it and just loose information about the character. So I'm not sure if this is a, an element from the comic book, but I'm going to guess, I'm going to put my chips down yep. and say that it absolutely is. What What is? This whole memory implant. Oh, thing. right, right, yeah. I'm guessing that's a major part of the comic. I think that's probably yeah, from what I've comic read, origin. From what I've read, that's the case. I'm not too sure if this character started as a bad guy or whether he's always been a hero it's kind it's of probably shades of grey mm. morally well, he's, he's ambiguous definitely, he's definitely an anti-hero but I guess that's what we know so far going yeah. in because I didn't want to taint my prediction at all mm. our prediction at all by potentially spoiling it oop title drop yeah by reading anything about the comic because we don't know if this is a direct adaptation of a comic book issue or a series of comic books at all. But if it is, I think it's just safe to sort of steer away from that 
and not influence our prediction at all. Yeah, Because yeah. we just want to draw just our information from the trailers or any of the pre-release material. That's right. Because it would be so easy to cheat on these sort of movies. Yeah. We, as a rule, don't do these kind of movies if they're direct adaptations. But if we don't know if it's a direct adaptation, we can get away with yeah, it. Yeah. But, you know, like a lot with comic book movies, they tend to not really follow the source yeah, material anyway. Exactly. So They'll you know. condense it down or they'll change things. Yeah. And you already looks- reckon they're changing things because you thought it was a Japanese yeah. corporation. Yeah, yeah, I, I, think, I think just based on things I've seen about Bloodshot, and I'm by no means... I said means, Deadshot. Whoops. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm by no means an expert, but from what I can see, I, they've changed a significant amount by the look okay. of it. And I think you know more than me, so I'm going to have to rely on you from the limited <laughs> research you've done to lean on right, to fact right. check well, let's, as let's, we go. Let's go through it. All right, so let's talk about who's in the movie before let's. we dive into our let's. plot. Or maybe as we go through the characters and the actors... We can talk about what we think their overall impact on the movie will be. Mm. What their arc will be, maybe. Yeah. And so that way we can start to vet as we go through what we think will happen in the plot. Yeah. So, of course, playing the titular bloodshot himself, a.k.a. Ray Garrison, is Vin Firmly. Diesel. Exactly, exactly. What a great guy to talk about post-Christmas because it's all about family. And this guy is about family. He embodies family. Absolutely. Root Diesel. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, he (laughs) is a family man and who better to represent Christmas? Yeah, I think Vin Diesel is the modern day Santa Claus. Now, I think everybody knows Vin Diesel from probably his biggest movie role uh, as the pacifier, the one (laughs) where he had boobs. I was like wondering if you were going to go Riddick or what was the other one he did? Triple X. Triple X that got a sequel what the hell was that about yeah, without him in it what? there was three triple x movies and he was only in two of them wow he was replaced by ice t i think in one of them <laughs> no of course he was in the fast and furious movies he's probably most famous now i guess for playing groot or the voice of groot that must be a hard gig but apparently he does every i am groot line so he just sits in a studio going i am groot for every single one. I like I don't... to believe they're just there at the studio and they're like, no, Finn, we've got a few recordings. You don't need to come in. He's like, no, no. no I get I need, paid by the group. I need to come in. Can't have someone else. Can't have a machine doing the groots for me. Yeah. I don't want to see Dwayne Johnson coming in here and doing groots. <laughs> he does all his own stunts and all his own recordings. He can only do DC movies. He yep. is black. I, f- I feel like I don't like Vin Diesel these days just because I... I oh, you're such a big Dwayne The Rock yeah, Johnson fan. Yeah, and I don't know how much truth there is to this rivalry, but I'm like, I'm on Dwayne's side 100%, so now I'm sort of at He's a point He's definitely where, the more charismatic. Mm, Vin Diesel's pretty much uh, smaller, less charismatic rock. Anyway, enough about Vin Diesel. Let's talk about Ray Garrison, Bloodshot himself. What do you think his impact on the movie Bloodshot will be? Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that he has a pretty big impact on the plot. Um, In fact, he probably is the plot since his name is the movie. I wonder how long in the movie it will take him to realise that he's being manipulated by the corporation. Yeah. Do you think that he will be told that it's all a lie or he'll figure it out? I'm fairly certain he's told. Because there is a character in the movie who we'll talk about in the set yes. who obviously in the trailer gives him information that he previously didn't have. Yeah. So yeah. I think he'll be told or maybe he'll start to realise and I think then start questioning yeah, it. Yeah, I think he'll start like figuring it out, like putting the dots together and then someone will tell him, hey... This is, yeah, what, this is what's This is what's on. up, son. And then, of course, it will turn into uh, a revenge mission for real. Yes. I can guarantee it. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And now, who is the person putting these fake memories in his head? Who is the villain, we presume, of the movie? We can yes. guarantee he's the villain. Mr. Guy Pierce. Mr. Guy Pierce playing Dr. Emil Harting. Is this the first time we've spoken about yeah. him on this show? We've never discussed Guy Pierce before. We have on a previous podcast. Oh, yeah, we have. Yeah, That's we right. have on Best Movie Quest. He was Lieutenant. Still available on iTunes. Yes, it is. He was 
Lieutenant Ed Exley in That's LA right. Confidential, right. one of my favorite movies of all time. If you want to hear a younger Maddie D and Kieran talk movies, yes. um, go listen to that. When we're more optimistic and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and the world hasn't yeah, crushed before us. we're more cynical. <laughs> Well, we're actually talking about good movies. Ooh, oh, that's a deep cut. That's oh, not fair. Well, yeah, the movie hasn't come out yet, Kieran. Come on. Well, I'm not saying that come Bloodshot on. is a bad movie, but I'm saying most of the movies that we cover here on this show aren't that good. <laughs> yeah, Pickens is slim. But yes, Guy Pierce, uh, an Australian. It's always good yes. to see one of our you own. You may know him if you haven't seen LA Confidential. You may know him from Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. That's right. That's right. Ravenous, that weird movie where he was eating people. Iron Man 3, yeah. if you're a, <laughs> he if was you're the a villain. Marvel guy, which a lot of people who listen to yeah. this show. I can guarantee you, if you're going out to see Bloodshot, if you're getting excited about Bloodshot, you're probably a big superhero guy. Mm. Now, I, I like the fact that Guy Pierce has gone from like, you know, he was always a good actor, but he was like the good looking guy. He had a guy. quiet period, didn't he? And now he's come back and he's kind of got, he's been getting these like sinister roles, which has been kind of fun to see. Like, oh, he was older... Wayland in Prometheus as well. Oh, was he? I didn't yeah, see for Prometheus. Some reason. He for was some in, reason. He was in old age makeup the entire movie and right. they never had a flashback to when he was young. Why? Um, Just cast an old man. Because um, you've got to give a, uh, Young actors were come on, yeah, here. Fair I mean, they're, they're, they're scraping by. So, I think clearly he's going to be the bad guy, yeah. And I think the last third of the movie, the last act, act three, is going to be hunting him down and defeating him once yep. and for all, yeah. And maybe he has somebody else that he's built up to fight Bloodshot as well, yeah. Mm. I there's a specific character who I think that might be, yeah. We can mention them in a sec, but of course, Dr. Emil Harting has a right hand man, or more appropriately, a right hand lady, yeah. I don't know if she's his bodyguard. If she's his assistant, maybe a little bit of both. Maybe. I think she'll be a scientist. She doesn't have a character name. But she is being played by Isaac Gonzalez. Yeah. Now, if that name sounds familiar to you, the audience, or you, Maddie D, that's because we discussed her before in Hobbs and Shaw, where she played Madam M. <laughs> where we tried to fit her shoehorn her into yeah. our plot somehow. We did a great job. <laughs> we did an excellent job, by <laughs> yeah, the way. Did. Yeah, we covered her almost perfectly. Really? Is that yeah. how she was? Because I think we just mentioned her. She was like, yeah, she's there. Yeah. And, and I was like, was. she betrays them. And in a way, she kind of does. Because I haven't, I still have seen, to watch um, Hobbs and Shaw to yeah, find out I, how she fits in. I still haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw, so excited for that one. Um, I'll go out, right out on a limb and say she's a love interest. I think that's exactly no. what's going to... Absolutely. No, yeah. I think she'll be the seductress. Mm. I think Vin, I think Bloodshot will be pretty loyal to his imaginary wife. And no, his wife doesn't exist. Yeah, I know she doesn't exist, but I think he's still going to have some sort of like twisted loyalty to <laughs> her memory. Well, maybe... And I think she's going to be up there with Emile Harding... Really? ...as a villain. Because she's seen doing pretty nefarious things really? in the trailer. She's going in physically manipulating his memories. We see her getting ready for battle, presumably against Bloodshot in the trailer. She's got like two road flares, basically, and is like running through a facility of some kind. It looks like a server farm. Right, because I, I had a different impression of her on the trailer. I thought she was going to be like the more empathetic no, um, I'm not character. getting that at all. You she seems thinking, very cold. You, you know, we have to agree on yeah, this. Yeah, I know, I know. You know, you played the first, this is going to be a dated reference, but the first Assassin's Creed where, you know, you were trapped in the facility. No. You know, you didn't. Okay, never mind. Okay. There was like, there was a nice doctor and there was a mean doctor. And I, I kind of get the, that's the vibe I was going for. I don't know if I'm projecting that on this movie, but I thought she would be more warm to him than, you know, Guy Pierce who just got an idea. sees him as a resource. I've got an idea. So she initially comes across as warm and caring. But she's not. But then we find out that she's actually cold 
than Heartless and this is all a front. All right, so all right. when Bloodshot realises, when good old Ray realises what's up, she's going to turn on him just like Guy Pierce will. Okay, all right. Um, I think well, that's a good compromise. Well, I didn't pick up on any nefarious things she's doing, so it's well, quite possible does in the trailer. that, you know, your Kieran eyes picked up things I didn't, so I'm, I'm happy to go with that. Yeah. So if she's doing shady things in the trailer, she must be a baddie. I can guarantee it. So we already mentioned her, but playing Gina DiCarlo, who is Bloodshot's dead wife, Ray's dead wife, is Tallulah Riley who is apparently known for the Centrinian movies. She was a major character in those movies. But if you're not familiar with Centrinians, maybe you haven't seen them. Nope. I'm, she played I'm a not. nurse in Thor 2. So keep an eye oh, out for that nurse. Oh, the nurse. Yeah, of you course. know, the nurse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Asgardian nurse, I think the, she was. Asgardian nurse. That was yeah. like, that was a show stealer, that one. Will that she That was bigger exist? than Pub Barman. Yeah. Will Gina DiCarlo exist? Will she be a real person? No. No? Oh, maybe. I think she will. But uh, I want to I get into it. Because presumably, if we're going from the trailers and if we're believing everything we see, she's dead already. Mm. And he's constantly trying to avenge his dead wife. Mm. So maybe she does exist. Maybe the memory is based on a real person who isn't actually dead. And then at some point in the movie, she'll be revealed to be alive. I think what, and I might be spoiling things ahead of time, but I think what's going to happen is she's going to be imaginary, right? Not, not going to exist at all. He's going to figure that out. And then right at the end, it's going to leave, like the ending will be him meeting this woman pumping into her you know what I mean and and the audience is like oh maybe they're going to start a relationship they were never married but she is a real person she is a real person I did do a little bit of research on this character just to find out if she was his wife okay yep so I did look up the character bio but apparently from what I read she is a mobster's daughter yeah because he's not a marine that's what I read he's um he's like a, a criminal who Ray Ray yeah Okay, so he wasn't a criminal. He was a former mobster. Maybe he was a hitman for this mob boss who Gina is his daughter. Mm. So she knows him through that way. And then by the end, he gets tied back into the mob somehow. Maybe Dr. Emil Harting yeah. is trying to tie up loose ends. So he's sent around to kill the mob boss dad. And Maybe. that's when he meets the daughter. And he's like, what's going well, that, on? That, that could be cool because that could be why he was pulled in in the first place. Because... Maybe you can't put faces in people's memory if you're not attached to them. Like you won't have any like attachment yeah. to the memory. So it's like, oh, okay, well, we'll, we'll put somebody who he knows in the in the memory, so he has that emotional attachment. Yeah, it makes or sense something to me. To that ludicrous makes sense effect. To me, I think that works. I think that's a, the best theory we have, <laughs> if any. But yeah, so I think a big part of the movie as well will be him realizing that he's not the hero marine in quotation marks yeah. that he thought he was. He's actually kind of a scumbag, and then doing similar his path to redemption to to that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where he was like, "Oh my Eraser. god, yeah, I, I was actually a jerk this entire time," and decides to be a better person. Yeah, same with Total Recall. Have you noticed? There's a lot of movies that you, you're just like, "This is like this movie. Yes. This is like this movie." I've certainly <laughs> noticed. So the person who we mentioned before who ends up helping out. Ray slash Bloodshot. Yeah. I believe he is a scientist working within the corporation. Is Wilfred Wiggins, who is being played by Lamorne Morris. Now, mm. I probably know him best from New Girl. I don't watch the show New Girl, but he plays Winston on that show. I know. But my girlfriend's a big fan of it, so it's uh, always on in the background. Well, well my housemate, uh, if he's listening to the podcast, hey, Scott, he's a big fan of the show. I was a big hater of the show, and then I've actually become a fan. I actually love that show now, and I love Winston as well. Well, there you go. Probably one of my favorite characters. 
characters, actually. Now, he has actually appeared in a movie that we've covered before. Believe it or not, in one of the post credit scenes of Jumanji The Next Level, oh, really? he actually pops up as like a an air conditioning repairman. But we didn't talk about him in the movie because he wasn't important. Yeah. And, and we weren't supposed to know that he's in the movie. Okay. But minor spoilers, I guess, for Jumanji The Next Level. You, you've seen that movie, right? Yeah, I have. I have not yet. But it came out yesterday. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, so they're sort of set... No, I won't say it. I won't spoil it. I know this don't, is potential spoilers. Don't spoil but Jumanji. But it, it's only just come out. Don't for, you dare spoil people in Australia, but people overseas will probably already know this, but he plays like a surprise character right at the end of the movie, so he may be appearing in a sequel, but in what capacity? Well, I said he was a heater repairman, so we'll leave it at that. (laughs) The heater repairman sequel. I won't say in what capacity he may appear in the sequel or how he influenced the sequel, but... Well, I guess now I'm saying that they don't wrap things up at the end of Jumanji The Next Level, but we could have presumed that anyway. Yeah. So keep an eye out for Jumanji (laughs) The Third Level starring (laughs) Lamorne Morris. Yes. So, well, let's talk about him in this movie. He's obviously going to be helping our bloodshot um, realize the truth. Maybe he's staging a coup, a rebellion. Maybe he's going against the system for whatever reason. I think he's just a little guy who works in the corporation. He's just like a low-level programmer who... Bloodshot went to, and because Bloodshot's a big intimidating guy, or at least Vin Diesel wants us to believe that. I mean, he is. Yes. Well, if Vin Diesel walked in the room right now, I would be apologising and backpedaling it would be, it would be so like, hard. Oh, Vin Diesel, your, your Hollywood career is great. Oh, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing this movie. Yes. <laughs> But I'm sure that he asks these questions like, what's going on? Why have you been implanting memories in my head? And then, of course, because he's the little guy, because he has no sway in the company either way and he's expendable, I'm sure Wiggins, as we'll call him, will just Mm. say, oh, this is what's going on, blah, 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 blah. Here's all the truth. So that's what I think this character's impact will be. And then he's going to help out Bloodshot as much as he can to try and escape from the corporation. Because Bloodshot is his best way of defending himself against the corporation after betraying them. He's essentially going to be Steve Buscemi in The Island. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's another movie that's very similar. So you think he'll be bullied to help, or do you think he'll help out of the goodness of his heart? In a way, a bit of both. Okay. So he's going to be intimidated by Bloodshot at first, but then he realised, oh, if Bloodshot can be my pal, no one from the company can hurt me. See, I, I think maybe his intentions are more pure than that. Yeah. Maybe he's got he's a, the moral. He's got a good moral. May, maybe he's got a group of guys that are acting underneath, and they're trying to expose this company. What do we think this company's doing other than genetically modifying? They're an people? assassin corporation. All right. Quite obviously so. Yeah. And they're genetically modifying people to be super assassins. Okay. So I can guarantee you that's the way. So this is essentially like Hitman, but instead of a clone, we've got a super soldier powered by nanites. Right. Right, well, there we go. We got That's pretty much all the characters to discuss. Or is oh, there one there's a more? couple of small characters right. that I wanted to mention. Two more small characters, because I think it's worth mentioning them. First of all, there's Jimmy Dalton, who's yes. the guy who basically looks like Dr. Octopus in yeah, the trailer. Um, the guy with several arms. Now, I, yeah. I'm... I was pretty bad. I didn't do my research on this character. Do you know anything about this this character? No, I don't know anything about this we character. We can assume he's a, a bad guy. Yeah. He's going to be he's like... He's a fellow the, assassin in the corporation. Yeah, he's going to be like the dragon of um, yeah. you know, Guy Pierce. Yeah, exactly. If Isaac Gonzalez isn't that character already. Mm. But yeah, I'm going to presume that he's just muscle for the corporation, a hitman of sense. He's probably an important villain in the rogues gallery of Bloodshot, but yeah. <laughs> since we're not fans, we can't draw on that well. No, and we didn't want to do too much research to spoil it. But by the way, Jimmy... 
Jimmy Dalton is being played by Sam Hewen, I believe his surname is. Mm-hmm. And he is most famous for playing Batman in the Batman live stage show. Really? Were you aware that there was a no, Batman I, stage I didn't show? No, I know that. That sounds like... Batman sweeping Broadway and this guy's the star. That is incredible. That would be great to see that. Yeah, I a guess A Batman so. stage show. Yeah. That's genius. I guess they'll do anything in Broadway to get <laughs> bums on seats. Is it a musical or is it just a play? Imagine if it was a musical. Oh, my there God. Was, there was a musical version of My Parents Die. Yeah, there was a musical version of Batman because I remember the Penguin had a song called In the Land of the Pigs, The Butcher is King. And Meatloaf did a cover of it. So that's how I <laughs> became familiar with it. Right. Was Meatloaf the Penguin? That could work. Oh, wow. We're, we're, casting, casting, a, we're, we're casting a better, Batman more movie. intriguing play, I guess. That bloodshot. Can't turn it off. We can't turn off these powers no anyway so yeah he was batman from that and i'm guessing yeah he's just going to be a no-name thug or maybe just a a, a dragon as you say i think i think he's going to name jimmy dalton yeah jimmy dalton i think he's going to be a known um villain in this comic universe but no do it's going to be someone that bloodshot beats up yeah i can guarantee we see them fighting on an elevator in the trailer and the last person I wanted to talk about playing Axe, who is quite clearly one of Bloodshot's victims. We see him getting killed, or well, I presume that he gets killed in a car by Bloodshot. So this character Axe is being played by Toby Kebbell. Now, if you don't know Toby Kebbell, he was Johnny Quid from Rock and Roller. He was a major character in that movie. But he was also Cobra in the new Planet of the Apes movies. Oh, okay. So he right. was the bad monkey. Is the ugly monkey, right? The ugly monkey. And he was also King Kong in Kong Skull Island. Well, there you go. There you go. He's good at playing monkeys. So good at playing monkeys. And right? rock and rollers. <laughs> interesting. He's not playing a monkey or a rock and roller in this movie. He might be a rock and roller of sorts. Could be, but he quite clearly gets killed by Deadshot. I think we can basically presume that he is Deadshot's first target because... Well, the first target we see. The first target we see because they show him being attacked in his car. He has a whole bunch of armed soldiers around him who get taken out. And then on the computer, once presumably Deadshot kills him, they put a big X on his face and it says deceased. So I can guarantee you he's going to be killed. He's just going to be the first of many of Deadshot's victims. Yeah, yeah. And and something else that's important to point out in this trailer before we go in is it seems like the corporation is monitoring what he's doing and as soon as he's done his job, they can just shut his body down and he just yeah. pretty much passes out. Now, when I first saw the trailer before they revealed the twist of the movie, like I said, which was very strange that they did it at all. It's a baller move. They're putting all their cards on the table. They're just yeah. like, this, this is it. I guess you're this just gonna, is it. You're going to love the movie regardless you're of gonna, knowing the you're twist You're going to love this movie. They sort of set him up early in the trailer as being the villain of the movie. What, Bloodshot? No, Axe. Oh, right, yeah. They sort of say, look, you were a Marine, you died, your family was murdered by Axe. So, um, geez, there's nothing we can really do about it. He's a big guy and, you know, he's got all these armed guards around him. I don't know. And then, of course, Vin Diesel's oh, like, Oh, but you've oh, got all these nanobots that make you super powered. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, good. Sort this out. So he goes and kills Axe and I'm sure there'll be a bit of cat-mouse chase between the two. But then, of course, it turns out that Axe wasn't really responsible for Bloodshot's wife's death. Mm. It was just all a fabrication. It was a memory fabrication. So he could be a politician. He could be working for creating renewable energy for all we know. That's interesting. Do you think these guys will be good guys or do you think they'll be like bad guys? We will think they're bad guys because we're seeing it through Bloodshot's point of view. We will think they're bad guys. But will it be a case that they'll turn out to be good guys and Bloodshot will be like, oh no, I'm I'm killing these good guys. Or will it be a case of they're bad guys anyway so we as the audience can be like, well, he's just killed bad guys. I specifically think that... 
in his memories, Bloodshot will see this guy as an evil, heartless bad guy. Mm. But then when we see him killed by Bloodshot in real life, we realise that this guy is like a white-collar guy, maybe even a family guy, who's genuinely scared when he's being attacked by Bloodshot. So the memories that we see through Bloodshot's mind don't match up with the actual image. And that's when we start to realise, oh, something's not right here. And then Bloodshot will question what he's doing. Well, not specifically. They shut him down immediately. The way they play it at the start of the trailer, it's almost like, oh, he's gone rogue. We can't stop him. He's our new killing machine is just going out and getting revenge. Shut him down, shut him down. All right, wipe his memory, we'll set it up and do it yeah, again. Yeah, I think in that opening scene or that opening action sequence, not really an opening action sequence, that, that first action sequence, I think he starts just killing people like left, right and center. Yeah. Um, and obviously that's going too far for the corporation that's in charge of him. They're like, no, we wanted him to get his target and shut him down. Maybe he misses the target. Maybe that's what happens. In the no, film. no, they show him oh, specifically, show him specifically as being killing. dead on the readout screen. Okay, so they've well, got like a computer screen and the putting X's over people's faces right. as they're killed. Right. And so they're like, oh, replace X's face with the next X's imagine, face. Imagine, this probably won't happen, but imagine if that is like the corporation is going to court and that's the jury and they're just like taking out yeah. the jury members. It's all the jury members, the 12 jurors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're going to be exposed for their experiments on humanity and on like human beings and it's like, no, we'll I get don't rid of this jury. <laughs> I can guarantee you shady government figures oh, are yeah. taking out people. They're getting this hitman organization to take out these people yeah. in ways that can't be traced back to them. See, I feel like that would be a clever way to do it. Like, to have them innocent people would be bloodshot is killing innocent people. Innocent from a certain point of view. Yeah, it would be a clever thing because then it could play into um, bloodshot's internal conflict. But I also feel like they're too lazy for that and they'll just be like, no, they were kind of bad guys anyway. No, no, I think they'll do that exactly. So just to set up how evil the corporation is, how evil Dr. Emil is, they're going to reveal, so I'm presuming Wiggins is going to reveal, look, that guy you killed who you thought was Axe? Do you remember him? No, I don't remember him. My memory is wiped all the time. Well, look at all these people. You've killed them. Look, here's footage of you killing them. Yeah. This guy. Oh, my God. He was creating the new fuel-free car. Yeah. And you wiped him out because some oil corporation somewhere said, this guy's got to go. Yeah. And so they set him up to be your big nemesis. And you went out and killed him without a second right. thought. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, you're, you're... And, and then Vin Diesel's like, the company manipulated me. They're so evil. I've got to get revenge against them. Make yep. sense? Absolutely. I'm on, I'm on the same page. Yep. And all the people he kills, he's probably killed tens of 20 of hundreds of people. Mm. You know, they could just be, they stepped on some billionaire's shoes. Mm. They scuffed some billionaire's shoes and this guy. Yeah, some political rival, you know, yeah. Exactly, exactly. It's going to be stuff like that. But every time. Donating too much money to charity. Every time that. Take him out, bloodshot. Yes. Every time that bloodshot wakes up, he's given the same story up. You're a Marine. You were taken out by. We can presume that they'll say, oh, Axe, the bad guy. And then insert whoever the target of the day is on his face. He he attempted to kill you and killed your, you know. Yeah, and killed your family. Well, no, what what I find interesting is every, from the trailer, every time he wakes up, Guy Pierce, who's, I should call him the character name. What's the character's name? Emil, Dr. Emil. Emil keeps asking uh, Bloodshot, what do you remember? And then Bloodshot sort of tells him, this is what I remember happened. So I think there's going to be a scene where. Yeah, that makes more sense. Where Bloodshot's going to, because it doesn't, it looks like Emil isn't going like, hey, by the way, your family died it's sort of bloodshot oh, yeah. saying that he's having dreams and memories yeah. as he's asleep yeah. presumably and, and um, yeah Emil is just like oh man that's pretty bad well we've got intel on where this guy is if you want to uh, if you want to talk it out so how do you think the movie will open do you um, think it'll open with him waking up flashing back to his uh, previous memories yeah, yeah. I think I think it's going to open with him with his we're yeah. going to see everything from his perspective so I think it's going to be memories yeah. Yeah, we're going to see him and his wife together the whole what 
whatever happens, him getting shot and so Axe does he get him. mortally wounded on the battlefield while he's a marine? Or yeah, it's not really clear, is it? Is he mortally wounded by Axe who bursts in and kills his wife? Well, all they say is you got yourself shot. So I'm gonna say that he's coming home from war. He's a marine. He's yeah. coming home. So he's the in this- marine backstory explains his military skills yep. and his proficiency with weapons. And exactly, hand to hand combat, and it, whatever. And it, and it then makes sense, at least for the story that the company's spinning, is why they would try to revise him because he's like a useful soldier and he's a he's a hero and they can implant this idea that he's actually a really good guy as well. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah. Maybe as a Marine, he took down a terror cell which mm. was run by Axe and then so Axe's act of revenge was to go hunt down this guy. This, yeah. is, all this is all fabricated story, yeah. by Dr. Emil and inserted into Bloodshot's memory. Yeah. Axe wants revenge for the Marines taking down his cell, his terror cell, and so he goes and finds Bloodshot. He finds his wife. Life and yeah. brutally murders them. But, yeah. of course, Bloodshot is brought back through the power of nanites. And it seems like they're going to be where this memory takes place is, like, on a villa somewhere. Are we going to yeah. say, like, Italy or something like that? In beautiful Rome where mm. Bloodshot has settled mm. down with his wife. That's right, that's right. So, a Tuscan villa. Bloodshot comes in. What's his actual name, the, the person's name? Ray. It's, uh, Ray. Ray. Ray Garrison. Ray comes home after war. He's greeted by his on wife. The, um, hall. It's very, very sunny. Then something is not quite right. Yeah. Axe comes in. Tinkle of China in the background. He says, "He says, you know, you did this to my terrorist organization. You took something from me. Now I'll take something uh, from you. Of course, you. of course. You know, and of course, dead wife. Bloodshot's not going to go down easy. Ray's not going to go down easy. Yeah. He's going to put up a big fight because, of course, Vin Diesel has to. Yeah. You know, he can't. He's going to take be out all of the armed guards. It's going to then... be like fifty people versus him, and he'll yeah. just barely lose because they'll like stab him in the back or something. Yeah, he'll be lying in blood and, and slowly he'll dying. Be shot in blood. Then next moment, it's just going to be a shock awaken, and then he's going to speak to Dr. Emil. And, yeah. Well, and where am I? Say, yeah, where am I? How am I alive? And then Dr. Emil asks, what do you remember? And he'll say, with my wife. It's like, r- you're going to be a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Robocop reference. Yeah, and then we go straight into the chase, I guess. He'll say, yeah, we, we know this guy, his name's Axe. And and like maybe they'll be like, we've actually been tracking him too. You know, We know he's yeah. going to be here, here, here. So he's an international terrorist. He's mm. been causing all these issues. Look, he's bombed all these villages in Syria or whatever. Well, I he's call. a bad guy. And then he goes rogue. I think we can presume that Bloodshot, he just goes rogue and then goes out and he's got a sole purpose of taking out Axe. Mm. Before we do that, we need to understand the nanobots. So I think he's going to be introduced to that uh, whole idea and the scrape of the hand. And this is what you're, that's what's in your blood now. You've got these little. Yeah. Well, your blood is the nanobots. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And we'll meet all the characters that are part of this company that'll sort of give him that, you know, spiel. (laughs) Wiggins will just have his back to him, like quietly typing on a computer, just giving him furtive looks. <laughs> like, oh, hope he doesn't ask me about anything. I, I just fold at the drop of a hat. <laughs> and then we're going to have, we're, I guess we'll have our action scene with uh, yep. Axe, which we covered. Yep. And then he's going to shut the body down. He's like, shut him down because they, we mm. think as an audience mm. that they've lost control of Bloodshot. And they're like, shut him down. He's gone rogue. Yep. And then as soon as he comes back, they're like, all right, set him up, restart him, reboot and then, the and computer. Then maybe we'll see it. Restore from, to factory settings. We'll see it from the other perspective then yeah. I think we'll yeah. see from their point I like of view. to I like to imagine the that corporation's point of view that they're rehearsing like they rehearse the uh the spiel that they give yeah. when the bloodshot like wakes up it's just it's a like- scene of Emil lying in a pool with a tape recorder <laughs> with Vin Diesel's lines playing and he's just like rehearsing all right all right everyone let's get together like let's do some notes on today so you weren't too convincing Wiggins when yeah. you were uh- or Eliza <laughs> Eliza yeah Eliza I want you to be more sultry I want you to really seduce him when you put the scalpel in his hand and slice it open. Mm. I want it to be a sexual metaphor. (laughs) 
Exactly. Imagine if there was like glitches in the memory. Wouldn't that be funny? If if they were just like maybe Wiggins is putting the memory together, so maybe he's putting little hints in. Ooh, that Ooh could be maybe cool. that could be cool. Like there's a little note in there. Yeah. <laughs> Call like, me Wiggins with a phone number on it. It's just like, oh, that's weird. Wiggins. So I guess there's going to be a point where he starts questioning his reality. Yeah. So what I think will happen is he's sent out. I think we discussed this already. He's sent out to kill the mob boss, Mister DiCarlo himself. That's where he runs into the daughter, Gina DiCarlo, who, of course, was his wife and his memories. He's like, what's going on here? She's So alive? you think the wife is going to kick off the... Yeah, well, obviously, that's enough of a catalyst event that's going to make him realise, hang on, she hasn't been killed. I saw her shot before my very eyes. Mm. But she's clearly here, alive and well. And does she know him? You sort of suggested that he used to work for this crime family. Are I, you 100% sure on that? I didn't go too much into the research, and I could I could be completely wrong, but... It read, is Matty D we're talking what about. I, what, I, what I read is that he thinks he's a Marine, Yeah, but then he actually finds out that he was, just, he was just a criminal hitman, is yeah. what he was. I and, think that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, they poached him out, and they used him with these nanobots. And I think part of the conflict for him is he has this idea of who he is. He's like this noble guy that committed, like, was... But then he finds out that he was, like, you know, two bit thug and yeah. he has to decide what sort of man he's well, going to be in the future. I think whether that defines him, you know? <laughs> I think Emil, Dr. Emil, might be tying up loose ends. So mm. he's concerned that because Bloodshot used to work for the DiCarlo family, he's worried that if Bloodshot starts to put two and two together, he'll realize the deception. So he's like, oh, we've got to tie up all of our loose ends. Yeah. We've got to take out DiCarlo mm-hmm. and then we'll be sorted. We won't have to worry about him getting his memories back. Sorry, yeah. folks, we've got to stop doing that. <laughs> well, you've you seen the trailer. Yeah, having watched the trailer as much as we have to, like, yeah. <laughs> that song, oh my it's God. been burnt into my memories. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. He sees his wife, starts questioning stuff. And maybe yeah. when he's going, when he's visibly looking through the memory, things start not making sense. Like, he has a Truman Show moment where yeah. things are just a little bit off. Well, we see in the trailer, there's a moment where Eliza Gonzalez's character is going in and swapping out characters. Like, she's got a little device. So, Mm. she physically steps into the memory... Look, I did it without doing the stupid joke. I'm so proud of you. She steps in... I could see in your eyes it was like... And she's got a clicker, and she's, like, swapping out characters, or she makes them move around and change Mm. places to make it make more sense. Yeah. So, obviously, I think once he clocks that his wife is alive, something's up. His memory isn't wiped for some reason. Well, because it's such a strong memory. Maybe he doesn't kill the guy and then acts like, oh, he got away. There's no need to wipe his memory and start again because they still want him to have the vendetta. So, he goes back. He's just like, who do I trust here in this organization? Wiggins? Tell me what's going on. Yeah. Here's what's going on. He explains it all. So, I think think Wiggins will be part of like a group that's like an underground group that is... Really? uh, Yeah, rebelling against the... The company. Okay. I'm just going to agree with you because you, I don't have any better theories beyond he's just like a sole guy well, it, in the corporation. It gets him out of you know the organization, and he gets I think, Bloodshot on his side. I think, uh, yeah, exactly. And I think I think Bloodshot's going to be doing a little bit of running around and figuring things out, and then he's going to go back and confront Emil, and Emil's going to take him into the memory because we see this in the trailer where Emil is like constructing the memory in front of him, just being like, "This is what we do," you know. I there's think like, there's like an inception moment where he's actually building. Yes, the I just world, had an idea, and he's just like, "This is what we're going to do," and. And Dr. Emil is not losing anything because he's going to wipe his memory anyway. And he's yeah, probably exactly. going to say that. He's going to say, you know what? You know, you're, you're just like a thug that I can use for revenge. And you yeah. know, we're going to wipe your memory and you're going to so do it tomorrow. He's going to try and appeal to Bloodshot's conscious. So he's going to say, Was any of it real? You were real. That's a Truman quote, everybody. Yeah. So he's going to say, look, you were just a two-bit mafia hoodlum. You were a thug. You killed innocent people all the time. We turned you into a hero. We gave you a family. We gave you a better life, a better backstory than you deserved. 
So here, look. So this is how we created your memories. And we made you special. Yeah, we made you special. We made you unique. Yeah, no, absolutely. That will give him justification to be like, I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's like, all I can do is just flip this switch. You go back to normal. And you go back to working for me again. But surprise... Wiggins has done some smart computering and then <laughs> bypassed the switch and then he can't shut him down. Yeah, so the company has control of the nanobots, yeah, right? Yeah. And so the company can control him so they can shut him down, but can they also control his movements and stuff like that? Mm, that's a good point. I didn't even think about right, that. Right. Maybe and, not. And I guess something needs to happen where he needs to break free. They might be like, oh, there'd probably be a cool moment where they're like going to shut him down and it doesn't work and they're like, uh-oh. Yeah, yeah and exactly. Like, you know, Vinny Diesel just like punches somebody in the face. Yeah. Well, that would destrory their face because we could see that he could punch through right, like a concrete right, pillar. Right. So the that would be cool, though. The conflict with uh, Doctor Emil can't happen too soon. I mean, that's no, why we be gotta... right at the end. It would be like a Tyrell that Blade Runner exactly, sort of confrontation. Exactly. They've got it. They've got to bring in Arms McGee first. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Dalton. <laughs> so of course, like Doctor Octopus. I think Doctor Emil will be like, "Hey, we got a hit for you." This guy. But watch out for him. He's got nanobots in his blood. And arms will be like, no yeah. problem, as he's flailing his arms around. No. Yeah, so I think Bloodshot will probably try and attack the corporation head on. He'll mm. smash through the front door and he'll be fighting armed guards. And they're like, we've got to send our dragon in. We've got to send in Jimmy Dalton. Yeah, because they do fight in a, in a building, so yeah. we can assume. Because my, my initial reaction was like, he's on the run from them. But yeah. maybe he takes the fight. Yeah, to I them. think maybe he'll take the fight to right. them. And this will be the big climax of the movie. So he'll come in, he'll fight Dr. Octopus. Yep. He'll defeat Dr. Octopus because he's Vin Diesel. Yep. He'll fight. Maybe he'll do a General Grievous and like, you know, cut his arms off. Just want to throw General Grievous okay. the reference in there. Fair <laughs> enough. But because Star Wars just came out, yeah. we're all excited. Well, we presumably have seen it already. Yeah. It's, this is the future. In the past, some, I don't know. I'm confused. Anyway, um, yep. So he beats Dr. Octopus. He beats Dr. Octopus. He goes up against Isaac Gonzalez. And and maybe he thinks at this point she's still a good guy and she's like, oh, look, I'll help you. You're, help you. you're always my friend, won't you? I'll help you. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And then all of a sudden she goes to stab Hi-ya! him. Yep, that's it. Yep. They'll fight. He's and she's like, got to have some superpower or something like that. Yeah. To make, to really, to make it even. Like badass. Vin Diesel thing. probably won't want to square punch a woman in the face. No. And he can't lose. Yeah. We exactly. know that. So he's going to beat her, presumably kill her. Or maybe they'll do that standard Hollywood title trope. They have to bring in another female character to take her out because have you noticed they always do that? Yeah. If there's a female bad guy, we have to have another female bad guy to take or, it out. Unless it's John Wick. Or she'll like, you know, do the Pris thing where she'll charge at him and like, you know, just... Are you making another him. Blade Runner reference? <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, actually, Pris got shot, but so yeah. probably about Harrison like, Ford, yeah. Yeah. But like, maybe she like charges at him and like falls out the window and he tries to save her, but doesn't. Yeah. You know, I could yeah, see they're going like to do that. that. They're going to do that. Yep. All right. So each person is getting closer to uh, to Doctor Emil until the main main confrontation happens, and I think Doctor well, Emil sort of outlined that already. Yeah, he'll probably one last ditched effort to appeal to him, like, "Hey, maybe we could work together." Like I said, I think he'll try and pitch to him. Look, I made you a better person. Mm. I gave you a happy backstory. Well, it wasn't that happy because his wife was murdered, but yeah. You were a hero when in actuality you were a, a mafia goon, so I only helped you out. Mm. Shut him down, shut him down. Shut him down, shut him down. And will he kill Dr. Emil? Yeah. In a brutal way? Absolutely. Yeah. He'll crush his head, he'll punch him in the face and turn it into jelly. And so what happens to Bloodshot? Does he go find his wife? Well, not his wife, but does he go find the girl from his dreams? Do you the think girl they, of his dreams. Yeah, do you think they had a relationship in it's real life? It's a rom-com. Life? What? Because um, yeah, we're, we're pretty much agreed on that we think that she's alive. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, it would be a good place to let, like end the movie if he goes and meets her and yeah. you know, figures out I that. I kind of like the conflict that 
they never had a relationship, but he feels so strongly towards her because of this fake mem. You're doing very good. I love your restraint. I can see you want to say it, but you don't. Oh, I'm so impressed. This fake memory, he feels such a strong connection to her Mm. that he kind of wants to pursue her, even though they've never had a real relationship together. So So there's almost this tragedy there. Yeah. Opportunity at the same time. Yeah. So maybe like Bloodshot comes to her and it's just like, look, you know, uh, company, blah, blah, blah. I didn't kill your father. Can I get you dinner in this villa? (laughs) She'll be like, okay. Can I show you my little nanobot? <laughs> yeah, there'd like, be nanobots through that as well. Yeah. Mm. I wonder if they're helping him out. Hopefully they are. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. You know what Jesus. I mean. Well, at least they won't have. Oh, uh, my, my nanobots. Uh, this this happens from time to time. It yeah. happens to most guys with nanobots. Hard drive failure. Yeah, they've shut me down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's drunk a little bit too much red wine. The nanobots aren't there for him. <laughs> happens to the best of us. <laughs> Alright, so that's how we're finishing yep. the movie. Yep. It's gonna be uh, a romantic love scene. <laughs> Will be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call an IT specialist. <laughs> yeah. And that's bloodshot, I guess. That's bloodshot, yeah. Wow. I don't know about you. Like I, mm-hmm. I sort of feel like that was pretty succinct. I feel like it was almost too easy. They might throw us a curveball, there might be a twist, but I think uh, I, I can't. Oh. That's a good point. Before we wrap everything up, how do we know that everything we see isn't another memory implant? Ooh, yeah. So the big twist at the end of the movie will be there's another overarching villain. and this It's his wife. It was all... A, it's his wife? Well, it's the woman that plays his wife who's like, you know, controlling the what whole thing. What purpose would that do? I don't know. It'd be like a, whoa. Yeah, but they'll try and set up a sequel. I can guarantee it. So I think at the end, maybe he'll settle down. He'll, you know, he'll be on the romantic date with Gina. And then, whoop, we'll zoom out. He's lying down on the operating table, and it's an even bigger bad guy. The bad guy for the sequel is just like, all right, reset, and we're going to do it again. Wow. I would be angry if that was the ending. I'd be quite mad. <laughs> but they're setting it up so that he, in the second movie, will realize that just you like do the he did exact in this same movie. movie again. And then you can do the same movie again, but with bigger stakes, because right. this is an even bigger bad guy. We'll introduce somebody from the comics who's like a huge deal to fans of the series. I don't know. I don't know if they'll do that. I mean, it would be kind of cool, but it just wipe the whole work of the whole movie off. The whole movie's a dream then. Yeah, but like I said, they're not doing it to sort of like, haha, gotcha, it's Inception. Mm. They're doing it to be like, oh, there's still work to be done, Bloodshot. Okay. All right. Well, I'll go with it. I'll go with it. Okay. There we go. All right. I'm there happy. we go. That's our movie. That's Bloodshot. And we even threw a nice little twist there at the yeah, end for there everybody. Yeah, you go. But if, if you're a Bloodshot fan and you want to tell us how wrong we are with our Bloodshot facts, let us know. Yes. Um, if you have another idea of how the movie could Where go. Where can they contact us, Matty D? Oh, geez. They can contact us in several platforms. Um, we mm. have a email address, which is potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. That's right. And you can also just jump on our Facebook page by typing in Potential Spoilers Podcast. Look for the little exclamation mark symbol and you can post like us a the comment. page if you haven't already yeah like the page please and you can leave us a little comment you can even inbox us if you like to privately contact yeah, us yeah if you're a little shy if you're a little shy but let us know if you have uh, any ideas of where that movie where this movie can go or if we missed anything yeah, permanent to the trailer if you're a big bloodshot comic book fan mm. you can probably give us more details and insights that we don't know about and yeah you're welcome to throw any ideas at us or just tell us how wrong we are yeah or how right we are because yeah. we like praise yeah exactly <laughs> we're millennials that's it so this leads me to announcing what we're going to be talking about next week, what we'll be predicting. We're going back to the old format of Matty D and I both going away and coming up with our own separate plots. Yeah. And the movie that we're going to be predicting is a big screen adaptation of the TV series Fantasy Island. 
Now, you're very excited about this, hey? Yes, I'm a big Fantasy um, Island fan. I, I am not a Fantasy Island fan, so I'm, I've got my work cut out for me, but... I saw both TV series. You're, you're going to be... <laughs> so... <laughs> you've, got, you've got... But they're doing it as a Blumhouse horror movie. Really? Yes. So, That's interesting. I mean... I mean, I could see the concept being used The two for that. previous TV iterations had mm. elements of horror to them. Well, they were kind of like Twilighty, hey? Yeah, like, Twilight, Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone, yeah. Yeah, it would be not, very not, not vampire love. Yeah. <laughs> Be very horrific if it was that, but yeah, they were very Twilight Zone where it's like, be careful what you wish yeah, for, yeah, yeah, sort of stuff. And I think they're going to double down on that. And there's going to be, of course, a bigger conspiracy to the whole island, I can guarantee it, right? So, I suppose this opens it up to the audience if you have any theories of what you think is going to happen in Fantasy Island as well mm. to let us know about that. Yes, do let us know. But until then, yeah, thanks for listening to us this week. That's right. Merry that's Christmas. Right. That's right. This may all be a memory that's been inserted by a big government organization, yeah, but if not, you just got to enjoy the ride so merry christmas and see you next week and a happy new year that's right see you in 2020